thermal sound wave, wave. It's thermal sound waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio, track life radio, WLGK Logic Radio Chicago. Hey, we are here. See Truth, Kev Lawrence, and uh, yep, we yep. have a guest that's joining us right now. I'm not sure where she's at in the world right now because you know she's she's always somewhere. She comes San Diego. She could be like on tour. She could be doing the show in a foreign country. But uh could be in San Diego, I don't know. But no, joining us joining us right now. Oh, oh, hold on a second, hold on a second. Let me let me get this situation right yeah. before I bring her on. Looks like she's a, a, a traveler. Yeah, she 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 definitely gets it in. She got spots. Okay. And uh I'm anxious to uh learn more about her and uh her background and, and all of that. And uh, right now we're getting some feedback. All right. So we're on right now with Zakia. Joining us on the program is Thermal Sound Waves. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Uh, great, great, definitely great. Um, where exactly are you right now? <laughs> right now, I am in my hometown, Boston. I just got back from doing a little something in Newark, New Jersey. Um, but um, yeah, I'm back in the hometown right now in the Bean, not oh. too far from you. Okay, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me give you the proper the proper Bean. Can you hear that, Zaki? Roxbury. Bobby Brown. <laughs> Wicked yeah. Hard. Wicked Far. <laughs> Not Worcester. 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 She's from Dorchester. The Berry. Not Dorchester. Doyster. <laughs> What's oh, go- my God. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> the Red oh, Sox man. got me wicked mad. Oh. Let's, let's, socks. let's not go there. Let's not go there. I want to. I want to actually. <laughs> I want to actually enjoy this conversation yeah, with Zakia. <laughs> so let's not go there because I got issues with uh-oh. Boston. Uh-oh. But, but not. Uh-oh. But not with you. Just okay. Certain okay. certain things and certain people and you know it, it goes back a long long way. It's cold out here. <laughs> I need some. But anyway, chowder. Tell tell me about Zakia. Of course, you 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 grew up in in Roxbury, right? No, Dorchester. Oh, Dorchester. Excuse me. My bad. My bad. Doyster. Now that's that's with a, a new addition and all them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, growing up, did you know them or have like any family members that had connections to them? Like, did you see them around the way? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a there's a few years between us. So, right. You know, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, by the time they were famous, you know, I was still growing up. So I right. Know. But they could have been, you know, coming back to visit some family there. You know what I mean? Whoa. True. But they were probably a little more discreet with that. Cause, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. They were famous. They now, on that so. in and out Burger. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mike Bivens used to go back the most out of everybody Yeah, else. more so. More so. Because he was working more with the people. And right. finding new talent here and there and always Absolutely. up and about. Absolutely. Now, he's originally from the Bronx, too. Quiet as a skep. Now, the, the name Zakia, which is yep. holds, holds a lot of weight. And actually, people have heard that name before if they're familiar with hip-hop. Do you know how far back that name goes, Zakia? In hip-hop? Yes, in no, hip-hop. Oh, okay. No, well, let, let, me, let me put PRT? you on to something. Let me put you on to something right PRT? now. No, no, no. That's, Sha- that's Shaquilla. Okay. That's okay. different. Oh, Zakia... Yeah. Is the same name of the original label that introduced us to Eric B and Rakim. Wow. Before they was on Fourth and Brook. Zakia was the label was that they were on. That was their that was their first 
release was my melody and Eric Check B's for president. Melody. It was yes. on Zakia Records. The Rush Management. <laughs> so your name was also the name of a label that introduced us to one of the greatest MCs in hip hop. Wow, that's powerful. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now give me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> But powerful, though. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, so now, so now you got something you could you could hit people with when you, you know, um, doing some future interviews and talks and all that. You could like listen. What does the name mean? Yeah, break break down the uh, definition. Yeah, so Zakia is an Arabic name, which means one growing in purity and intelligence. Oh, lovely. And and how has that journey been for you as far as the, the attribute goes? Have you? I think I think I've been living up to it. I think I've been doing pretty good. I can't have that name because I am not pure at all. <laughs> you, you laugh, you laughed a little bit there. I can't have that name at all because I'm tainted. I I ain't been pure in years. I'm, I'm gone. You you laugh. No, I, I think um you know I think I'm living up to it pretty well. That's beautiful. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So, how did growing up in Dorchester shape who you are um as a person and as an artist? Well, I I think that being in the environment that I was, I grew up in you know the inner city. And um, I, just to tie this in, into there, in eighth grade, I started studying opera. And that only happened because the voice teacher that I was looking for, I was trying to audition for my high school, Boston Arts Academy, the only performing arts high school in Boston. And the voice teacher that I found to help me with my audition wound up coincidentally being an opera singer. And I had absolutely no interest whatsoever wow. in learning opera. <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, the next Pat LaBelle or somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Once, yeah, once I started um, studying opera and learning with her, people kind of just gave me that label. And then being in Dorchester, I received a lot of conflicting ideas about who I was supposed to be because most people that looked like me were not singing opera. Um, you know, most people were into hip-hop and R&B, which was also my heart as well. Um, and so I got tired of feeling like I had to choose and I uh, didn't know which world I wanted to be a part of, which this isn't exactly what you asked. But that's essentially how hip-hop was born, because I wanted to embrace all aspects of myself and stop um, only embracing one side, because that's not true to who I am. So I think being in Dorchester um, and having that particular experience, which is not a common Dorchester experience, helped to make me a more well-rounded person. So you, you're actually a trained opera singer as, as well as a, a MC. Yeah. What's your octave range? I am, my voice type is called a coloratura soprano, which is the highest type of soprano. So that's why hip hop is sung so high because um, coloraturas are known for, you know, the very high, fast notes and, you know, very creative singing lines. Um, so oh. that's my voice type. Oh, so she's a soprano, like the TV show. Like who? Tony Soprano. That's that's what you do? Tony Soprano, the TV show. <laughs> Not exactly, but that's the, that's the same word. Yeah, soprano. <laughs> okay. But mm-hmm. I said coloratura, not Tony. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said something else too, but we won't go there, you know. Now, yeah. oh. coloratura is is that the code name for black opera singers, or is that something something else? No. <laughs> so, uh, you so, know, it's weird. I'll color me bad. Other things. Yeah. No. So once. So once you get into the opera world, they break down voice types 
much more, a little bit more complicated. You know, everybody knows alto soprano, blah, 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 blah. But once you get into the opera world, they break it down either, even further based off of your range, the tone of your voice, and the strengths and weaknesses of your voice and all that. Mm-hmm. So a coloratura soprano is just a very specific type of soprano that is higher than the average soprano and can do a lot of fast um, runs and melismas with the voice easily because that that's what the voice is pretty much built to do. Um, it, so that's the type of soprano I am. Is it true that for men that are sopranos, back in the days they had to sever their testicles? Yeah, they, they had to what? They had to sever their testicles in order for them to be... Yes, yes. People that testicles, people is, you know, balls. Um, women were not initially allowed to sing and perform. So uh, in order to counteract that, they would have men who, well, never got to really <laughs> fully mature. It's, it's when they were about to hit puberty, um, they would, uh, you know... They have, have to take, their, the base take, came their, take their stuff so that their voice would never, uh, you know, get the bass. Get the bass. Yeah. Just yeah. wild trouble, yeah. no bass. Mad trouble, called, no bass. They're called castrati singers, yeah. Castrati? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that like Pavarotti? Wow. Is, Pavarotti? No, Pavarotti wasn't soprano. So they got a... No, castrati like, you know, castration. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> So they, yeah. This is, this is real knowledge right here. No, we're laughing, but people don't know. Like a lot of men had to get their, their balls snipped off because of this. Like it was real. So it was a different circumcision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I honestly don't know enough about biology to know how well it actually worked, or if they just tried to force themselves to sing really high, even though their voice is deep. <laughs> right. So, right. You know, but they but they did it, so you know. Yeah, falsetto, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dream falsetto. <laughs> so you're, it's thermal sound waves. We're talking to Zakia here on the program. Zakia. Hit us up thermal sound oh waves gmail dot com. So your 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 range is actually higher than Mariah Carey's. Well, Mariah Carey is not a quote unquote true soprano in the sense that if she were you know, to sing opera, she would probably be classified more as a mezzo. She has something called whistle tones, which is different than regular high note in opera. They don't want you to just be able to, I mean, sometimes you can use whistle, but they usually want the full, powerful. What are those? Explain what those are. Metatone and whistle tone. What are those? So, so a whistle tone is just like the thing where I carry this. It's like almost like a whisper. It's just, it's like a little whisper, but it's not. Um, no it, 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 huh? There's no strength underneath it. Yeah, well, I don't want to say it like that, but essentially, it's not really something you get a lot of uh, of power out of. You can't really um, mm. project too much out of it. You know what I mean? Versus opera, you're really expected to use full notes up until you know a, a certain wow. note. Of course, after a certain note, you can do nothing but a whistle tone. Um, and so in opera, the expectation is that she would do that. And she, um, her voice type is more of a, a mezzo. She just trained herself very well to do whistle tones. Um, but I'm, because I am a quote unquote true coloratura soprano, it's natural for me to be able to live up there if I want to. So she can't and, test you in opera. Sorry? So she can't test you. She can't see you in opera, pretty much. I, I didn't say. I didn't say all that. I actually love Mariah Carey. We didn't ask um, you that. <laughs> no, that's that's all well and good. Has, 
she just has a different voice type than I do is what I'm right. saying. Well, so yeah. So, um, her, the, the type of opera music she would sing would probably be a different vocal stock or a different voice type than the, than the opera music that I would sing. Gotcha. So, well, yeah. I can tell that you're trained because you drop like two notes without even warming up, like while you were talking just a little bit earlier. There. <laughs> no, no, so, honey, did you tea? Like I'm like you are really trained, no like, herbal tea, and you just drop them in without any type of like straining, or it's just like oh, let me just drop these couple notes in here, <laughs> just with ease. Do you get a headache when you try to hit <laughs> o- vocals octaves like that? Oh, you'd be surprised how often I get that question. No, I don't. Um, you know, it's funny when I was training um, and and really learning to control that part of my voice. Sometimes I would get dizzy um, when I was first starting to to really learn how to use it, my full voice up there. But um, in general, no, I don't. I never get a headache or anything like that. So, <laughs> when were you able to actually? Not, I want to say transition into hip hop um, away from from opera, but to like really focus on that aspect of, of music. So hip hop and and R and B have always you know been a part of me. And the funny thing is, if you would have told me maybe like two or three years ago that I would be recording a rap song, I would probably laugh in your face because I, you know, I, I'm primarily a singer, but. Um, as I was creating hip hop, it just it felt right, you know, to be raps. And my my older brother is a legend here in Boston. He's a rapper. What's his um, name? Ripshot, and um, he he's made a lot of amazing stuff, and I've learned a lot from him. So it didn't necessarily feel too foreign, but it was still weird to accept the title of people calling me a rapper. So. Um, so that's very interesting, but um, I think that it was a natural transition for me because I was focused more on the message of the song and the best way to communicate that as opposed to what labels I'm going to put on myself while I'm doing that, if that makes sense. So Shades of Black, the hip hop room, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. tell us the, the whole composition behind that, like the definition behind that. So Shades of Black... Um, is, is essentially the best representation of what the song is about because it's it's encouraging people of color to to embrace all aspects of themselves. Every every skin complexion we come in, every uh, every vernacular we use, every you know different different aspects of ourselves. Instead of saying okay, this type of black is okay, but this type of black is not. Because um, because we, we can we tend to be very problematic when it comes to stuff like that and give into respectability politics. So the song is all about not compromising yourself or your culture in order to fit into white spaces and really embracing all of what you have to offer the world so you can reach your full potential. Do as a a young woman like yourself, young black mm-hmm. married woman, do when you're doing opera, when you're traveling and doing opera, do they look at you? Do the people there looking at you? Do they excuse me? Do the people there look look at you as if what are you doing here, black woman? Or do they look at you as oh, you know, you're really supposed to be here? Um, I, I get I get both honestly. Um, depending on who it is, I mean, I've had some reactions that. 
you know, people were pleasantly surprised and impressed um, with what I could do. And then I've had other people who kind of look at me sideways like, okay, or just didn't, you know, take me seriously because I am a black woman. So um, I get pretty mixed reactions, but I try to make sure that regardless, I remember what I, what I bring to the table and that I, I'm not in anybody else's control but my own. So I don't worry about what they say. <laughs> Because, Absolutely. you know, the opera, even with the piano, the piano really is a harp just laid down. And the strings come from, mm-hmm. I believe the strings come from certain trees in Africa originally, I believe. But Does just what come from Africa? The strings in the harp or in the piano comes from. Um, I'm, I would believe it. I'm not positive, but I would believe it. And, of course, the ivory of the uh, piano keys, you know, where that comes yeah. from. But I, I've been yeah. told at times where some people said to themselves, or told me that they looked at them differently, not so because, like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. But more so, you understand who you are and how yeah. we're supposed to treat you now since you know who you are. Yeah, That's absolutely. Very interesting. You have to know who you are. Uh, did you come up with the um, the story behind the, the video for uh, Shades of Black? Like, the, the imagery and, like, all the, the different yeah. transitions and all that? Like, it's, it's very well done. I like the part with the the statue that that starts blinking the eyes in the middle of the. Um... <laughs> yeah. You're with the Olmec head. Yeah, the Olmec. That's actually that's actually outside of the African American Museum. Um, Where? And it act that part actually to have the eyes blinking was not my idea. That was um, Jason who was doing the special effects. I didn't even know he could do that, so I wouldn't have even thought to suggest it. But I'm so glad he did because that's like one of my favorite parts of the video. <laughs> yeah, that 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 stands out. Yeah. Where's that museum at? It's in um, uh, it's oh, well, it's the borderline between the Roxbury and Dorchester, so. I would guess you would say mm. Roxbury. But, mm. Yeah. Okay. And my other favorite part is when you're sitting, um, I guess, with the the Kometan backdrop in in the chair. Yeah. With the statues around you, or the or the guards, I should say, not the statues, but the guards around you. Yeah, that was that was my idea as well. I um I, I just kept listening to the song and listening to the song, and then gradually I kept getting all these images in my head of what it should look like. So I'm just so glad I found the right people to make it happen. <laughs> right now, is is that something you're also into? Like, do you do a lot of reading on history, and and are you influenced by a, a lot of just like like African American imagery and stuff like that. Do you go to a lot of museums oh, yeah. yourself? Yeah, I am. Um, well, I didn't hear the last question about you, the music. Do you go to a lot of museums yourself? Like, oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I love um, history. I'm very, um, I'm very pro history, pro black, all that good stuff. And I, um, I study political science and sociology in college. Um, so it comes very naturally. To me to have a more I guess academic approach to my music um, obviously without making it feel too academic because then people don't want to look at it but <laughs> but um, I do try my best to use my platform to educate people and and expose them to new things that's one thing that I think art is is really good at so why not use it for that true with you being in political science and obviously politics and your video being, you know, Shades of Blackness, excuse me, Shades of Blackness, uh, how do you feel about the movement of uh, ADOS and reparations? 
especially since you're in you know that part of town where I mean there's a lot of Cape Verdeans up there too. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the questions. All I heard is Cape Verdean. <laughs> so, but you being in politics and doing political science and everything, and you're a video of you know shades of blackness. How do you feel about ADOS, African descendants of slaves? How do I feel about ADOS? American descendants of slaves, yes. With, that's dealing with reparations. I'm sorry. All I hear is, you're breaking up. It's dealing with reparations I... with black people in reparations. America. Reparations. Okay, I'm ADOS. sorry. I cannot get that word out. Okay, reparations. So I am actually in favor of reparations, but I don't necessarily think that they should look like what a, what a lot of people think they should look like. I don't necessarily believe we should just be giving out a bunch of random money to people because I think at this stage, the we have a lot of issues that we need to deal with. And if a bunch of us just got random money, it, a lot of it would be spent the wrong way. And, that, and I don't want it to be squandered like that. I want to make sure that when we get reparations, it's something we're guaranteed to benefit from. So what I think more of is free higher education, um, things concerning um, grants to start businesses, you know, things that are guaranteed to help us have more autonomy and be less vulnerable to racism in different aspects of our lives because it affects multiple aspects of our lives. It affects medicine, it affects um, housing, it affects education, so many things. So I would want to make sure that the reparations are specifically addressing those issues as opposed to just, here you go, here's a bunch of money, and then 20 years later, it's like nothing ever happened. Right. It's, it's all chicken sandwiches and, and rims and things. Yeah. <laughs> I got rims so, already. I don't need no more rims. <laughs> it's Thermal Soundwaves. We're talking to Zakia right now on the program. Uh, hey. Hit us up, thermalsoundwaves at gmail.com, 347-454-1278. Soprano. So, Zakia for president, we heard about some of your um, platforms and, and some of your programs and, and things that you would like as far as reparations goes, but what about other things in general? Let's say we, we got Zakia running for president right now. Ooh, don't tell me that. That was my dream once upon a time now. So, what, okay. what, what, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean was? Uh-oh. Well, you know. We'll see. One step at a time. <laughs> okay, because you know um, that. You, I mean, you, it's not too late. Look at Bernie Sanders. Not <laughs> yeah, it's not too late. So. Not at all. But you know, sometimes you know. I guess if Arnold Schwarzenegger can transition from entertainment, then I can too. But you know, we'll see. Well, we already but, uh, see that. Any, Ronald Reagan. We already that. seen that any dummy could be president. So Ronald you know, Reagan. Yeah. Not that that not that you're a dummy, but you can do like I'm sure a thousand times a better job than you know what we've seen. Big dummy. Yeah, but the, those people were white. You know, so I mean. But what? How, so what that mean? <laughs> well, it means that they would be given some passes that I probably wouldn't get for you know I have to meet a higher standard. You know Just what I mean? Well, <laughs> but but that's that's my point though. It's like we don't want you to get passes. We want you to to bring the higher standards to the thing. Of course. Of course, so, I'm just saying we can't. I'm just saying we can't assume that just because they made it that I should automatically make it by by default because I'm smarter or whatever. Oh no, definitely not. I, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. So yeah, what would some of your things be, Zakia, for president? Um. Well, I would definitely do the free higher education. That's very important. And um, the healthcare system is something that I'm very uh, I'm not very pleased with at all. 
Um, I love the idea of using universal health care, but I think we have to be very strategic about how we do it um, so that everybody's getting the best quality possible. Also, another thing that is pretty controversial to some, um, but that I think is necessary is that I think we should legalize prostitution. And why? And I say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. is prostitution legal no, in Rhode go, Island, your next go, door state? No, go ahead. Why, why, why do you feel that? Go ahead. Yeah. So I feel that way because when you legalize something, you're better able to regulate it. Right now, we have a lot of underage girls who should not be on the streets being sex trafficked. We have um, a lot of women in particular in positions where they're either being abused or and very bad situations, and prostitution happens to be one of the oldest professions there is. So it's not like it's going to stop anytime soon. So the better, the best way to keep these people safe and counteract that and keep the minors off the street is to legalize it and put rules and regulations behind mm. how 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 it should be. So that way, there's no more minors or well. You know, people will always sneak and do what they're going to do, but it would at least minimize the risk of that. And um, people can stay protected in terms of STDs and things like that and and um, and be in a safe environment where they don't have to worry about being, you know, sexually assaulted or kidnapped or raped because it's all in a controlled setting. So that's, you know, that's my logic behind that. It's not like, hey, I'm a freak. I want, you know, it's nothing like that. Well, I mean, Although, yeah, you know, yeah. do you? But um, that too. that's something that I think needs to be addressed. Yeah. I see somebody listen to Dr. Randy Short a lot, but it's okay. But you what respond you for somebody. You sound like you listen to Dr. Randy Short a lot or ha- or have you because that the talking points, I heard that before. And I'm let's see talk first and I'm going to reply no, I, don't, I don't have a reply to that. I just I I understand that your point of view with that. And I, yeah. But and I, I don't want to get into a whole big discussion on it because it's not enough time to do that right now. I do. But, yeah. I want to say put it on that though. Uh, when it comes to that, of, when I hear people say that it's going to cut down on sex trafficking minors, minors on the street. They're not on the street anyway. Everything's online. Online is the streets. Apps, yeah. That's the streets. The street. The, the street that we know that we cars drive on, that's not the streets anymore. The streets are online, and the streets are at the borders. Because many people just think, you know, the borders are just people coming over, you know, trying to find a new life, which is it is true in many times. And But also, there's rings over there that people drive down there, and they get what they can get for whatever price with people selling out their own people. That is known as well. But that legalized prostitution... Um, I look at that as opening up other doors to other things. Because if you can legalize prostitution, you can legalize having sex with pets. Um, that's that's a little bit of a stretch. But, no, um, I, I feel that's the road it will go to because people always say, I was born this way or this is what I like. And people, sexuality, bestiality, is other, it leads to other things. Not saying necessarily 100% will, but I feel that it is a great chance it'll lead to other things. But if, if there's already prostitution, then there would already be that happening anyway. Legalizing it Correct. is not going to, to change that. It's, just, it's already there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing and then it'll be, in the school, it'll be in the school curriculum, too. Sorry? Then I feel it'll probably, it'll probably be in the school curriculum. What would be? What do you mean? Prostitution. 
in the school curriculum. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel. I feel like. it'll go that direction. Like not right away. Once it's once it passes down the line, it will go down there like you know entrepreneurs and careers. And if it's legal, why can't it be in there? That's how I feel. Somebody will look at it like that. Why can't it be in there? Well, it won't matter how somebody else looks like looks at it if I'm the president. <laughs> okay, I hear that. So, I well, mean, you know, for president. they can look at it however they want. I get to decide whether or not it's law. The so laws. I get to, I get to defend it whatever I want. Let your trumpet um, slow. Okay, so give me two more platforms for Zakia's campaign. You, you got you got the education, the reparations, the legalized prostitutions. Give me a couple more. Okay. Um, the other one, I want to make sure that when it comes to, well, I guess this is kind of related to education, but um, there isn't enough emphasis on the arts within education. And as a, pro- as a product of a performing arts high school, I want to make sure that the money isn't being taken away from the arts programs. You know, that's not, you know, a, a huge part of my platform, but it is something that I care about. Um, and the other thing is in terms of immigration, um, people should be able to earn their keep and become citizens without, you know, having to worry about being separated from their children and all the craziness that's happening on the news right now. Um, certainly we want to make sure that people who come here are respecting, uh, respecting the country and respecting what we're about and our values and all like that and not, um, don't have bad intentions. But the truth of the matter is the majority don't. The majority are just coming here to seek better lives. And given the fact that just about everybody came here to do that with the exception of, you know, African Americans, (laughs) um, then why would we suddenly change that now? Um, That's part of what makes America what it is and gives it the backbone that it has, the fact that we are so diverse and we have so many different cultures to contribute What's so great about them to our society? Yeah. Hmm. Do you do you have any goals, or have you have you seen or envisioned doing like Shades of Black in a Carnegie Hall or like like a Broadway or something like that? Um, I (laughs) I thought about it. So in the video, I'm actually at Symphony Hall, which is like our Carnegie Hall here in Boston. Um. But yeah, I have you know I have some ideas that I'd like to bring into fruition for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't like to speak too soon, you know, because I just move in silence and then I let things, I make things happen. And you, you don't know? want you don't want nobody stealing your ideas either. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it is? They stole my ideas like clam chowder. I'm Steven. wicked mad. Steven. What are, what are some other things that, that you're into? You, you, you history, you obviously you are into politics. And what are some of the other things that, that you're into? Um, well, besides the performing arts, because I, you know, I act, I act and dance as well. Um, so I'm into that. I'm into social justice in general. I started a women's self-defense program uh, a few years ago when I was working in politics for the sheriff in Boston. Um, I love to, oh, and I love languages. I um, I have a passion for languages. I love learning languages. I love 
how they connect me to different people, and I love to travel. How many so, languages can you speak? Right now, it's just English, Spanish, and I'm teaching myself some French. Um, but my goal is to get to five. I want to speak English, Spanish, French, Swahili, and uh, Arabic. Nice. So, mm. yeah. Are you using like Rosetta Stone, or are you taking courses online, or you just no? So yeah, so there is an app that I have on my phone called Moza Lingua, and it's based off of how the brain works and retains information. And I taught myself Spanish through that app, and um, I actually started using it maybe a year before traveling abroad. In which case, I was in different countries, including Colombia. And when I was in Colombia, I was with a group of people, and I wound up being the translator for them, a group of Americans. Wow. Yeah. So, well, that was immediate. So to, we need to get that yeah, app. See, get me that app. That's immediate. Yeah. <laughs> Expeditiously. Yes. yes, but you have to, obviously, you have to supplement it with other things. Like, I was very serious about it, so I was using the app, and then in the morning, I would read the news in Spanish. I was listening to podcasts. I would write in my journal every day in Spanish to practice my writing. So, when you're learning a language, it's very important to engage in the language in all different ways, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. Correct. Because, because if you miss any of those, you're not really going to feel competent in the language. There's also another way, too. It's called um, going to the Bronx. <laughs> to the Bronx, New York. Yeah, yeah you, you'll, you'll learn. You just It happens. Yeah, get yeah. okay. Yeah, it just happens. So so what's 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 next for you? What's, what's next on the agenda for uh, the key yeah. coming, going forward? So I'm working on an album. This song, Shades of Black, is actually the first single off of the album. Um, and the album is dedicated to and inspired by the Black Diaspora. Surprise, surprise. And um, so it, it has a bunch of different sounds coming out of that. It has some reggae. It has some hip-hop. It has some R&B. It has a bunch of different things. Um, and it features themes that relate to issues we have, but also um, things that are beautiful about who we are and the diversity in the world and all that good stuff. Gotcha. Where's the best food in Boston at? Or, or Dorchester? The best, the best food? Okay. In Dorchester. Uh-oh. Uh, so, I'm kind of like shamelessly plugging here because my friend that I went to high school with, who's also a singer, he just opened a restaurant here and it's the bomb. And I'm not saying that just because he's my friend. But what type of food? No, I promise. Clam chowder? No. You said soul food? It's, it's Caribbean and soul food. Oh, Caribbean and, um, soul food. Okay. I, I've, I've gotten my little chicken and waffles from there, and it was the bomb. Um, and it's right by the Strand Theater in case anybody happens to be listening from Boston. And it's called Family Affair Restaurant. And it's okay. Dope. So is is he going to uh, like like have a plate ready? When we when we go up there, yeah, just you know, saying, let me we, know you're coming through. We just plugged this restaurant. I'm just saying. I'm saying though, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. What kind of, what kind of blackness is that? I mean, let's go, let's do something. And yeah. uh, but in, in all seriousness, uh, actually, also like we we definitely would like to get him on to talk about like his his journey and how he did all of that, especially up in that region. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on the program and on the show. We, we do appreciate you. I'm not going to ask, you know, who you're a fan of on the sports team situation. Yeah, the Giants. I'm not into sports, so you're safe. Oh, you're not Giants, into sports. Okay, Yankees. Good. Good. That's what she's a fan of. I'll get you a nice you're New York safe. hat. Yeah, just hit on. Oh, okay. 
We're done here. We're done here. Yeah. In any event, continue success with uh, what you're doing and with the uh, the unique sounds that you're putting together. Um, I don't think there's, there's a lot of that out there as far as like what what you're doing. So you know that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you so much for you guys' support. Oh no doubt, no doubt. And we're gonna get into Shades of Black, the hip hopera. One day you may see that you know uh, on the stage in full. Hey. You know. Uh, a whole lot of different ways you could actually do do some things with that. I have some ideas as well, but you know, uh, I got a consultant fee for that, so we we can talk. You know, after eighty five percent, eighty five percent. Oh, and a big up to um DJ Edition for um setting this up and uh you know making that connection and that link. Shout out DJ Edition. Yes, big up to DJ Edition for sure. Absolutely. I may have to come out to the Bean also no doubt, real no soon doubt. because we got the uh, Andrea. James of Free Her organization. Yes, She's up there. Yes, yes. She helps a lot of women that's incarcerated. Yeah, we have James. we have somebody up in that area that does a lot of social justice work. So mm. yeah, so that's we we that. yeah we could build about some things. So definitely uh, keep in touch. You know, stay connected, and uh, we definitely want to get your friend on as well somewhere down the road to uh, talk about yeah. what he's doing, and uh, you know. Definitely, uh, just continue to stay up and uh, you know let us know what you got going on when you got something come uh, going on and when you're coming back through the New York area, uh, make sure you link up so we can have you you know live in studio next time around, which is how we like things normally. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. That's always the best. Yeah, of course, of course. I look forward to meeting you guys in person. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, uh, have a great, yes, great evening, afternoon, night, morning. And, and so forth. And, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> and keep learning them languages. I might need a tutor. All right, now. I got. <laughs> yeah, she hit you with the old school. Yeah. I... Yeah, I am old school. Talk That's about right. new edition. We too. Right, right. We, we way too far off. Now you, you there? So, you know what I'm talking about. All right, now. All right. <laughs> Take care, Love Nadia. It. All right, you too. All right, peace. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to hey. fast food radio. Thermal Sound Wave, wave.